This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. To save it in the What's up, everybody? We're back. It's Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. Uh, we're 13 days away from Christmas, less than two weeks from the big matchup. Uh, as always, on that end, it's Ryan Ward. Sponsored by White Claw. Chugging on a grapefruit White Claw as we speak. Ruby. Ruby, Ruby grapefruit. grapefruit. I apologize. With the Pacifico right next to it. Wow. Okay, this is going to be a dueling <laughs> sponsorship. Pacifico and Whoever Ruby reaches grapefruit. out first gets that spot, baby. I don't know. I'm kind of white cloud. White cloud right might be winning. Right yeah, now. I think so. He might be winning. Uh, that's Ryan Ward, our Lakers beat writer. I'm Tomer Zarley, <laughs> the Clippers beat writer for Clutch Points. And uh, yeah, as I said, we're 13 days away from Christmas. Uh, the big matchup, uh, Lakers and Clippers, in a couple days. Forthcoming. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it should be a good one. I'm excited for it. I think uh, it's the perfect time for, for them to go head to head. Considering how well they both play. Yeah, Lakers are hot, Clippers aren't healthy. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, we got 13 days. That's true. Uh, we're going to start off with the, our first segment today. <laughs> uh, excuse me. That, that white claw hits hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That I'm, white I'm claw under hits control. Um, I'm under control. <laughs> <laughs> uh our first segment of the week is uh of this episode is called winners of the week and uh we'll start with the lakers uh anthony davis our winner of the week uh ryan why don't you tell us what he did this week went off off he went off 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 i feel like i'm watching friends right now <laughs> <laughs> he anthony went davis off. went off the big five oh that's what he did. All right. What did he do this week? He dropped him. Don't go to the Knicks now because we talk like this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he dominated, man. That guy, it just... Every time I think he's going to start to fall off or like maybe he'll show some cracks in his armor. No. The guy's a monster. Averaged 32.8 points, 8.5 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 2.3 steals, and 2.3 blocks. I think the blocks is down a little bit, which is kind of remarkable that that's down like, from three point one early yeah. in the year. Wow! But another thing, amazing, eighty nine point five percent from the free throw line. The guy is just lights out. Automatic, automatic. I don't think that. I've ever seen a big man like that. I think Powell shot pretty well from the line, but not like this guy. Guy's a shooter. He's yeah. a shooter. It's like when there's a tech call, three uh, defensive three seconds. Who do they call? They go to Anthony Davis. Fifty eight percent from the field, almost sixty percent shooting. Uh, and 90% for the free throw Just line. Crazy. It's a good week for AD. Uh, Lakers went 4-0 in that week. Uh, not bad. Not too shabby. Either. Unsurprisingly, they, they, they continue to dominate. Wins over the Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Orlando Magic. 
Uh, on the Clippers' end, uh, not, not 4-0, not 32 points, but Kawhi Leonard had a good week uh, for the Clippers, uh, going 3-1 and with wins over the Washington Wizards, Indiana Pacers, and Toronto Raptors. Um, they did lose to Milwaukee Bucks. That was a spanking, but we shall not discuss that right now because it was a, <laughs> it was just a shellacking. Uh, Kawhi averaged uh, 25.7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.7 steals, and he did it on 50-50-90. That shooting is crazy. 94.7 from the free throw yep. line. 54. Does point- he get to the line a lot? Yeah, he gets there a fair amount, yeah. I think he's about, what, uh, six times a game, seven times a game? That's still pretty good. Um, LeBron, yeah, 54% shooting from the field. LeBron notes 50, from his free throw shooting. <laughs> 54 from, from the field, 50 from three, and 94.7 from the free throw line. Uh, 94% that's, that's like Steph. Yeah, it was, it was a good week for both teams. Um, Kawhi made his return to Toronto. He received his championship ring. He was so emotional. Did you see he, him? He actually shed a couple tears. Couple tears. He, I, I, it looked like it. He shed a couple tears. If you saw the video I posted the other day, got some nice traction. Uh, shed some tears with Kyle Lowry. They embraced it. At, you know, he embraced all his You're former ki- teammates. Are you, are you kidding? Are you serious? Well, he so he, he walked. You know, hugged Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, his former teammates. Kyle Lowry was waiting at center court with his ring, and he you know he appeared to wipe his eyes like this. And it was oh, like, shit. and I couldn't tell if he was kidding because he, he laughed afterward, you know, as they, as they uh-huh. dabbed each other up and hugged uh, and he got the ring. I couldn't tell if he was kidding or not, but it looked like, um, it looked like he, uh, you know, was, was, is, has some emotion, has some emotion. They, they were laughing. Robot? Uh, it was fun. I haven't seen him laugh like that in a while. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they were laughing it up. Uh, he went out and, and tore the Raptors up, uh, on the court. I think the Clippers won one 12 to 92. That was, that was a good game for That's him. Good he, win. Uh, he got oh, and he got no boos. I don't think he got many boos. If he did, I don't uh, understand why you would boo him. I mean, it's disappointing he doesn't come back. Obviously, but first ever championship for the city, yeah. for the country. I mean, he's only there a few months. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Kawhi had twenty three, five, and six. Do you think he's more beloved in Toronto than DeRozan and Vince Carter? Ooh, or one of the other? Ooh, because I know Vince Carter had an ugly exit, but I think everybody's kind of gotten over it now. And they're cool with him. I, I, but only one guy's won it all. Yeah, See, only that, one that's guy led I mean. him like, to victory. Is that crazy? I think it's four enough. month span or whatever was that better than the entire Carter career and entire DeRozan? Not the career? entire thing, but I think at least for now, it's uh, it's one of the best. I think uh, no one can really blame Kawhi for leaving. No one can blame him at all. They love him. I, I seriously, he got standing ovations. By the way, shout out to the Raptors for giving tribute videos to Kawhi Leonard. Lou Williams, their former player, and Fiondu Cabangele, who is a Canadian uh, Toronto native, I believe. Wait, Lou Williams got a tribute video? Yes, a nice little tribute video. Because they're classy, been there in they're like nice. Five years? But they're Canadians, they're nice. It was so nice now gesture. they do it? Well, they're on the same team, so why not? Three Canadians and one. Three birds and one stone. I just don't get why they Come would wait on, so Ryan, long. Come on, Ryan, it's simple. <laughs> why would they Gosh. wait? Why would you wait so long to commemorate? 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 Okay, another drink. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so th- that that was a that was a fun moment for them. Um, Anthony Davis, uh, on the other hand, had a uh, a fifty piece. Is that correct? Anthony Davis scored fifty, 50 points, points against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he did yeah, Carl on- Towns in that epic defense that he plays. <clears throat> I mean, Carl Towns is, sol- is a solid player. I don't know about defender, solid, but, but uh, not, he's not much when he compared to Anthony Davis. But you look at what he did. He put up fifty points on twenty of twenty nine shooting. No three ten pointers. of ten from the free throw line. No three pointers, but had six assists to go with that. Mm-hmm. 
that's what's well, like incredible. A, what Frank Vogel said after the game: "It's an old school style performance. You know, no threes, all in the paint, no forcing it. Really, just yeah. in the flow of the offense. Yeah. I mean, it didn't even it didn't even look like he was at fifty. And that's how you know 40? it's natural. That exactly. it just comes with yeah. the flow of the game. Like it wasn't that. totally exerting himself. It's not Harden esque. Go to go to Harden every time. Go go get go get us a bucket. Yeah, it was just yeah. I mean, this guy has made the season so much easier for for LeBron and the whole team. You know, it's just they're just firing on all cylinders, making it look easy. Well, that's that that that's why he's the winner of the week for us. <laughs> um, we're gonna move on to the you know obviously there's 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 always winners and there's some losers, but we're not gonna go to losers. Uh, there are some concerns, however, among the Lakers and Clippers, and uh, we'll start off with the Lakers, who um, lost Kyle Kuzma to an ankle sprain, I believe it was. Yeah, I think he re-aggravated it. He he did it. Uh, can't remember what game it was, but it was recently, and then he played through it, and then he kind of re-aggravated it, so they held him out. But uh, he's, I think he's still struggling to figure out where he belongs on this team. What yeah, so he played goals. in the, I think he played against the Timberwolves is what it was. And then he aggra- aggravated it uh, that game and then was ruled out for Orlando. Yeah. Didn't uh, matter. They still destroyed Orlando. But uh, so Kuzma's just, um, you were saying he looks a little lost right now. He's struggling to find just, his, his role. I don't know. I mean, it's it's like you see Caruso come in and you see Dwight Howard come in and they're seamless, right? They come in, they do their jobs. They do what they're, you know, meant to do in that role. Kuzma kind of comes in and it's like he is used to jack mode. He's used to putting up 20 points a night and uh, being that kind of guy that they lean on for the as a third scorer or like last year was second scorer, really, behind LeBron. Um, but now it's like he's, he's struggling a little bit. He's just not uh, – he's not – putting up the points that you would think i mean he's averaging 11.1 it's down from 18.7 last year yeah but he is he is playing 10 minutes uh less minutes so fewer, yeah and i think that's what he's struggling well the with. 10 fewer minutes i think is because he i mean he didn't practice he did he even play in training camp he was out with the stress no. reaction all yeah. of training camp and then he missed the missed first, first couple four games or four to six games yeah so he got no yet. practice time whatsoever with this team mm-hmm. uh and then was sort of thrown into the wolves you know like just right i mean Excuse That's got to be tough for a young guy. What is he, 24 years old, to just be thrown into it and expect to perform at well, a high level? The thing is, I think the tough part is the first two seasons he was used to playing 30-plus minutes and putting up a high you know, scoring load. And now it's like he has to – it's like the, it's reversed, right? Now he's playing like a, a rookie or a guy that's a six-man, whereas before he was, you know, the lean-on guy, the, the guy that you, you, you look to to get these – 20 points a game. And he's just struggling with that aspect. I mean, even from the free throw line, it's 69% from the free throw line. That's So he's just struggling all around right now. Kind of, yeah. He's just trying to figure out what or how to play in this role, which sometimes is just not easy for to, for players to make that transition. I was talking with Nicky earlier, and he was saying, like, you know, do the Lakers look to trade him eventually if these struggles continue? I was on the side <clears throat> of no, because what's the one thing you need with AD and LeBron? It's shooting. And he's shooting a career high, uh, thirty six percent from from three right now. Um, just mm-hmm. a tad bit from his rookie year, but um, that's going to get better. He's going to get better. He's not playing well right now. He's only playing twenty three minutes a game. Uh, I feel like if he can stay healthy, knock on wood, he can really get up to what they need him to be. If he plays up to his potential, yeah, he'll be a great player for them. He'd be perfect for them. You know, he'd be the guy that that AD and and LeBron can watch from the bench as he can just does his thing. You know, but 
Uh, say it does come down to February, trade deadline looming, and you got the Memphis Grizzlies right there saying, hey, look, we want Kuzma in exchange for Iguodala and a pick or something, right? You take that? I think they'd have, they'd have to get another team involved because financially it doesn't work. Well, financially, but, no. But, but it would. That's, they, that's a steep price. It is. But if you think about it, this team is win now. I mean, there's no question about that now. No matter what there's, the there's, cost? There's no... Well, I mean, what would that cost be? You're losing a guy who's who's good, but he's not going to be your franchise star, say, if uh, LeBron leaves and I just AD. think selling out your future 100% just for a... I mean, obviously, if you win now... Well, they already did. They sold the house. I mean, they... they yeah, they, yeah no, that's true. They that's got true. rid of Ingram, Lonzo, and Hart, and look at, look at them now. I guess They're what the I'm trying to say league, is... Arguably. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you do make that move, it has to be for a guy that you know... 120% will take you to that next level and will for sure put you, I mean, you can't know for sure, obviously, but will for sure give well, you the best, I best think chance. Iggy does that. I think Iggy definitely, he's a huge upgrade defensively, right? He's right, got the championship yeah. experience. He's got, he can score. I mean, he's he's not, he's not the scorer that uh, Kuzma is, right? But I still think maybe the, the pros outweigh the cons. But bringing him, it'll be a one-year thing, right? He'll be done after that. So it's basically, you're so confident that you bring this guy in, you're going to win. That's Yeah, it. I just don't know if that does it. I, I don't know if he, he moves that needle far enough if they lose Kuzma too. What do you mean, if they lose him too? Like, like if they have to trade Kuzma to get him is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I'm just saying like it, deal. it would probably be something that they consider, I think. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to have to pay Kuzma eventually too, right? Yeah. After this season, I think. Mm-hmm. So they got to pay him and Davis. So you're going to strap the cap up even more with those three guys with LeBron. So there's got to be that too. It's like, is he, is he worth paying X amount of dollars? That's what the Lakers have to determine. I don't know. Um, I just I just don't know if I, if I'd look to, to to trade him that quickly. Anyways, you know, just no, no. Give I, it, get, I, give it it's some just more time. hypothetical. I mean, I don't think they'll do it. I know. I don't think the only way they do it is if. Kuzma falls off so much to where they're like, okay, he's hurting us rather move. than helping us. Yeah. Right. And then Memphis is like, that's who we want. We'll give you Iggy and then whatever the package would be. Um, I bet it'd be a conversation starter or like at least something maybe they, they actually consider. But I mean, there's been no rumors. I mean, it's been absolutely dead. And I, that's one thing I tweeted earlier today. I was like, the one thing different about this season compared to all the ones I've covered before since 2011, is there's been no drama, no trade rumors, no bullshit all season long. And it's only been 25 games. We're, we're going to beep that out in, in the uh, post. Are we doing that? Are we clean now? You can't seem to uh, hold back, apparently. So. I know I can't. Because I'm, I'm real, bro. I'm real. We cut that out too? We believe in that too or what? Because I'm a boomer, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Admitting you're over 50 years old, is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm 50 years old. I'm a good-looking 50-year-old, man. <laughs> um, but no no BS around uh, Lakers right now? No. It's just a, it's a trip because I sat down and I thought about it. I'm like, what makes this so different this year? And I was like, there's literally nothing wrong going on. There's no, there's no beefs. There's no gripes. There's no rumors. There's no, uh, this guy doesn't want to play with this guy. This It's just... It's incredible. I've never seen it like this in LA, ever. There's always something lingering, right? Every LeBron team has drama around it, usually. Not, usually, not that's that's one. another thing. Yeah. Like 
LeBron's a drama magnet just the way, same way Kobe was. Well, they haven't gone through adversity yet. And I think both teams will agree that when That's you go true. through adversity is when you really get tested. That's true. And you really see what everyone's made of. Yeah. You know, when you see, you know, if, 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 if say LeBron goes at someone, uh, harshly that he, that the player knows it's not a personal thing it's an on the court thing like i know you can do this you're just not doing it you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, and i think like that's one thing Kawhi and pg have talked about where uh you know everyone's like oh the chemistry you guys seem to have so much fun and Kawhi's like well we're gonna have to lose games we're gonna have to win games but we're gonna have to lose games together too like we're gonna yeah. have to test each other out what? we're gonna have to see what it's like when when <clears throat> you know when i have to scream at someone or someone screams at me we know that it's not a personal thing but it's a hey we know you can do this we know you can be this mm -hmm. but you know for now and not take it personally is what i'm saying well say i know there's gonna be a stretch for the lakers struggle right there's gonna be maybe a five to six game stretch where they lose Two half, or three. half of them yeah right or maybe even the majority of them. I don't know. It, that could happen. There's a long way to go, but they're just they're just so damn good right now. Twenty two and three. They're looking real good right now. Yeah, I just I, I think that Bucks matchup coming up is going to be really telling. The Bucks Nuggets and uh, and the Clippers all in a row. I know you said there's a lot of time in between, and I think you're right, but I still think it's going to be a great. Those are test. challenging games, yeah. Because you know the Nuggets games. are going to want to go at them after getting their asses kicked last time. Yeah, right? that's true. And then is that in Denver? Uh, yes. And then, obviously, Lakers are going to want to go at the Clippers. And then the Lakers are going to want to go at Milwaukee because they're kind of... Giannis is coming for LeBron's throne. He should be. He should be. That's a statement game right there. Because oh. that's right in that part of the season where people start to be like, okay, the, these teams are separating themselves from the pack, even though they kind of already have all three, right? Bucks, Clippers, Lakers. Yeah, I think it's those three, and I think it's... I think there's a drop-off. the first off. tier. Yeah, there's... Might be, um, might be pretty drastic, actually. So I guess the Lakers will have time to figure that Kuzma situation out. Um, you know, on the Clippers end, I think one of the concerns that you know I've I've seen and I've taken note of is um, there hasn't been a flow offensively. They haven't really found found a flow offensively. The Clippers, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of huh. there's a lot of you know my turn, his turn, my turn, his turn sort of basketball in terms of Kawhi and PG. Uh, you know, Kawhi's doing a lot more ISO this year. In fact, I actually looked this up. Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi um, had 36% of his shots assisted last year. That's down to 30% this year, meaning he's, he's making more isolation shots, more shots that are not assisted. But both of those guys are ISO players, though. I don't think they've ever played differently. Well, here's what I'm saying. But their percentage of field goals made that have been assisted at least for Kawhi, has dropped. Mm -hmm. Meaning he's doing more ISO this year. Whereas last year, PG was at 46%. Half his shots were assisted almost, 46. This year he's up to 62. So 62% of his shots are assisted. Meaning he's doing a lot more catch and shoot, uh, you know, well, catch and cut, stuff his, like that. His volume of three-point shooting is a lot more than PG or uh, Kawhi, right? Yeah. He shoots a lot more threes. Yeah. Well, he's a better shooter. Yeah, right? that's true. At least from distance. I just thought it was interesting that that you know Kawhi's has dropped off. He's doing more isolation, whereas PG's has skyrocketed yeah. incredibly. And it's pretty weird. Um, you know, Patrick Beverly through the eleven through the ten games that PG has played has more assists to Paul than he has to Kawhi all season. Huh. It's kind of weird if you think about it. Well, I mean, they played together more. Well, like you said, catch and shoot though. There's a lot more catch and shoot. Well, it's not just catch and shoot. It's maybe like you know Kawhi when Kawhi kind of, cuts. If when Kawhi cuts to the basket, if he dishes it to him and he dunks it, that's a, a technically an assisted basket. Yeah. So I'm talking about there's, there's less you know off off ball sort of you know movement for Kawhi. He's doing more of his work isolation wise. But it's kind of like uh, like LeBron that way, right? 
It's like when LeBron gets the ball, he, he's obviously the best passer on the team and the best are one of the best passers in the league by far, right? Um, but he does hold it a long time. Right. 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 So that's kind of like Kawhi, kind of like figuring out where he's going to go get to his spot or whatever. Whereas PG, I see a lot of these, him taking Coming jump off shots. screens, yeah. taking jump shots. The, the thing I would say with that is, you know, you know, the, you know the style that works for LeBron. Yeah. Um, and I think for Kawhi, I think, other than obviously load management works, but what style works best? Like, is, is it him being the creator from the high post? Is it him coming off screens, trying to, you know, create in the middle of the, of, of the you know, high post area? Uh, what's the best way? And I think the Clippers are still figuring that out. You know, like Paul, Kawhi, and PG have each said to me that, you know, um, they've come from different programs. OKC, Toronto, mm-hmm. the Clippers, what they had. They're each 20-point scorers, and there's one, there's one ball. So you really got to figure out how to um, find out where the best spots are for Paul, for Lou, for Kawhi on the floor, um, and <laughs> where they don't like it, where you where you don't force passes, where you you know just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think the Warriors were like the ultimate exception, where it was like Kevin Durant, an ultimate scorer from everywhere. You just plug in, yeah. move them everyone off screens, and just get buckets. Yeah, uh, they were also really good defensively. And I think this one is like. I don't want to see Warriors light, but they're really f- trying to find where each person likes the ball. You got Montrezl Harrell, who was a beast down low. You got to feed him the ball too. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw a stat yesterday. ESPN posted this. Clippers are the only team in the NBA this season that have that has four players averaging 19 points. The, the Clippers, that yeah. what you said? Yeah, they have four Jeez. guys averaging 19 points. It's insane. It's, uh, it's actually, it's Kawhi averaging 25 Paul averaging 24, Lou at 20, and Montrezl Hill at 19. See, that tripped me out too, that I, uh, that he's only averaging 25. I could I would have sworn that he would be in the 28, 29 Paul, range. Uh, Kawhi? Yeah. He was early on, and then he <clears> sort of, once Paul came back, it sort of leveled out a bit where Paul well, is now at 24. Being with four guys doing that, that's kind of hard to, to get that eye up, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Especially, again, four guys are getting 19 a game. Well, I mean, it's just like uh, with the Lakers, with the AD and LeBron. They're averaging around the same amount of points. I think at one point they were they were like identical. It was like twenty six point five, and the other guy was twenty six point six. Right? I mean, it was like the same damn player offensively, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, that shows you right there. Like if you split it up in four guys, like that's, I it's probably insane. better they're, they're off. They're accounting for over eighty points of the game. Jesus, that's insane. Yeah. Um, and two are coming off. The oh, edge. it's close to ninety actually. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad situation. So, yeah, all. it's not. Uh, so when Kawhi sits out, <coughs> it's just you know figuring out who who goes well with everyone. I would say that's what the the Lakers probably lack is they don't have those solid threats off the bench. Like uh, Caruso can drop fifteen any given night, right? But he doesn't really do it very often. Yeah, uh, Kuzma same thing, but he hasn't really done it that much this year either. Yeah, and yeah. outside of that, Lou, you don't really have yeah. those other guys. Danny Whereas, Green, yes, Danny Green. He's just inconsistent. He is, um, but if he gets hot, I mean that guy could drop thirty. Yeah, but again, Lou is averaging twenty. Trez is averaging nineteen. Yeah. Paul Paul George averaging twenty four. Kawhi twenty five. Uh, it's just it's really deadly. And I think I think the biggest concern for me, other than their shooting, is they haven't been healthy. They mm-hmm. just ha- they haven't had their full roster for any game this season at all. The game before Paul came back, Landry Shamit, the starting shooting guard, went out. He was well, that's, fourth. That's kind of like Toronto last year, though, right? Because well, Kawhi was healthy for the most part, but Toronto Kawhi was, was always he was doing the load management thing. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah. No, but this is aside the load management. Like uh, Landry Sham has been out, Rodney McGruder's been out, Jermichael Green has been out. Uh, now Patrick Beverly uh, just came out; he has a concussion. He's going to miss tomorrow's game. He took an elbow from Marcus Saul. So mm-hmm. it's just <clears throat> I don't even know if we'll get a healthy team by Christmas. Well, it's like uh, with the Lakers, uh, 
they've had guys miss games, but not like uh, not a lot of time, right? Avery Bradley, I think, has probably missed the most so far. I think it was what three weeks, right? Something like that. Yeah, and then Rondo has kind of been in and out, in and out, in and out, and then Kuzma too banged up a little bit, but nothing like to where it's like they really had to make up anything. There wasn't like a huge loss in production. But then again, somebody did say last night, like they bring Avery Bradley back and they hold the team to under 90 points immediately. I mean, it's the Orlando Magic, but still. I, I, I don't think look, it's Avery easy does to do help that. Defensively. He does help defensively, yeah. of course. But I don't think it's as simple as that. They were missing Vucevic. No, I'm not know, saying like it's, that, so. it's just Bradley, but I, he definitely makes an impact. I think he's 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 got... He, He's got a role on the team, and defensively is the game changes when he's on the floor. Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, he 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 has been better this year. Has to. <clears throat> uh, just again, just looking at it, Landry Shamit, starting shooting guard, has missed sixteen games the last sixteen. Rodney Magruder, um, backup shooting guard, has missed the last nine games. Uh, Paul George has missed eleven games. Kawhi Leonard has missed uh, seven games. Um, Jermichael Green has missed four uh, four games. Pat's about to miss his third game tomorrow. A fourth game tomorrow, rather. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, nicks and bumps and bruises are really killing this team right now from getting 100% healthy. And they don't, again, they don't, I don't know if they can 100% determine how good they can be if they're not healthy. Yeah, but they're still so. pretty damn good when, no, no, I know, I know. This, they are pretty damn right? good. But so. again, you want, you want to be as close to 100% healthy as you can to see what you have. Do yeah. they need to make a trade? You know, like you have to determine that. So um, I think that's the only concern for me the shooting and the offensive flow and the injuries. But I think those are things that over time, um, will resolve themselves hopefully um yeah our next segment uh probably a last one for this episode uh what no one is talking about um something we used to do on the clutch points podcast which is kind of interesting yeah i like it uh what is no one talking about the lakers side right rob Palenka. i think Who? rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah basically the actor last year um all anybody really talked about was the front office, things that were going on behind the scenes, and then the explosion that happened in the last game of the season with, with Magic resigning. Now, they've made all those moves. They put a team together with people questioned. Um, they got AD, which is obviously a huge boost, and no one's talking about Rob Palenka. This guy... You know how it works. When 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 when, when they I play know. well, it's the players. When they suck, it's the coach. Well, it's the this front was office. kind of a coin flip too, because you could you could easily say Frank Vogel too. Frank Vogel, no one talks. It's no one talks about the GMs or the head coaches unless they, they start they losing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these guys have just been flawless. That's why I think David Fizdo had to get out of New York. He's a decent coach. I don't know if he's, a, he's the greatest coach, but he's set up to fail in New York. Yeah, that uh, that job itself is just. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's New York. Anyways, risky. go ahead, continue. Yeah, but I would just say like I think that Rob Palenka is uh, being underappreciated because of what what he's done. You hear that? You hear that, people? Appreciate yeah. Rob. Appreciate Rob Lowe. Once I think, look what happened once he he was able to just do what he wanted to do with the team. They've lost three games in twenty five. Everything's hunky dory. It's a boomer expression. Hunky who? Hunky hunky dory. Who's a hunky dory? You calling me a hunky dory? <clears throat> yes, that's that's what that means. Totally. <laughs> um, but it just it's it's kind of crazy. I, I just I haven't heard his name once all season long, so I figured I'd throw it out there. Well, now you've heard it once. I think he needs credit, and I think it'll. I mean, 
GM of the year, would you say, right now? Uh, he's up for it. Because he's he traded the it. whole damn team, practically, for one guy who has completely changed around the whole thing. Uh, I would say he's up there for sure. I, I, I mean, unbiased, I think, you know, the Clippers got Kawhi and PG and a bunch of solid role players offseason, so I think their guy could also be up for... Uh, executive of the year. Yeah, but you guys kept a lot of your, your players from last year. We kept Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, Williams Patrick Beverly, Jamichael. Zubac. Zubac. Had to re-sign two of those in free, three of those in free agency. But you still got them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like this whole team had to learn how to play together really fast and was able to do it without a hitch. So it's no, no, obviously Rob, the, the right pieces put together. No, Palinka definitely deserves credit for for the team he put together. They've been they've been phenomenal. Um Ten and two at home, twelve and one away. Twelve and one away is insane. Yeah, twelve and one. And it's on the technically road. I don't not care. even away because it was at Staples. The oh, one lost to the Clippers. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's. I didn't mean it as a shot to the Clippers. I just meant it's the same building. It's the same floor. Right? Are we, are we still disagreeing that it was sixty forty? <laughs> it was fans? eighty twenty. It was sixty forty Clippers. <laughs> I'll give you seventy thirty, but that's no, about no, as no. far as I'm going. Um, no, but Palinka's done a great job setting up this team and putting guys around LeBron and AD that'll really help them. Uh, but again, that that depth, that talent will get tested once adversity hits. Once no, I will. Once some of the L's come uh, come up, um, but it is a testament to the job that he's done. Yeah. His name has not been in the in the paper. That's right. Boom, another boomer thing. Paper. The paper. Um, his name has not been mentioned ever since the beginning of the season, since media day. Rapalink is not on this paper. <laughs> no, it's just just crazy. Just keep an eye on it. No, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, oh, it's executive of the year, isn't it? It's not GM of the year. It's executive. Yeah, executive of the year. Yeah. Boomer. <laughs> President of the year. <laughs> um, on the Clippers end, I guess uh, what no one is talking about is, I mean, I guess some people are talking about it, but I don't think enough. I don't think he's getting enough attention. I'll just say that. Some people are talking about it. Not enough. Uh, second best team in the West, despite what I just said. Uh, key guys missing double-digit games already. Uh, Landry Shamit was fourth on the all-time rookie three-point leaderboard. Interesting. You're missing a quality <clears throat> knockdown three-point shooter. J.J. Redick light almost. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a better defender? Who's a way better defender? He's younger, isn't he? Oh, no. He's way younger. But he's... he's I think he's 21. But he's just a way better 21. defender. He's a great shooter. Wow, he comes off screen. Thought. He's a point guard. Um, and... They've done it without him. They've 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 missed Rodney for a couple games. Paul, again, has missed eleven games, uh, and the Clippers are second in the West, uh, only behind the Lakers, uh, four games behind. Uh, I think in the entire league, the Clippers are fifth overall behind the Celtics, Heat, Bucks, and then Lakers number one. You know what I would say uh, that that people are not talking about when it comes to the Clippers. Okay, that they are the second in the West, that they are one of the best teams in the league. I don't think they're getting much attention at all. Really? Compared to what I thought was going to be. <clears throat> I thought it was going to be like a nightly update thing. Like, oh, what's, what are the Clippers doing? What is Kawhi and PG doing? And it's it's just like they're, they're just flying on the radar kind of. It's all Lakers and it's all positive, which trips me out because I can't remember the last time that happened. About the Clippers? About the Lakers being oh. all positive, right? There's no, like I said, there's no drama. There's no, yeah. there's no locker room crap going on. Um, <clears throat> but it's basically Lakers, Bucks, and and no one's really given credit to the Clippers so far. But watch, Clippers win Christmas Day, 
Oh, all hell's gonna break loose. Oh, uh, all hell's gonna break loose. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be, be crazy. A costly loss. For, Lakers have have to win that game. You think have so? Have to win that game. Yes, because if they don't win that game, people are gonna tear them apart. Doesn't matter what they did. before. They already lost opening night without PG. Didn't even play that game. Exactly. Exactly. I honestly thought the Lakers were gonna win that game by double digits. Just because it was well, opening the way it night. Started. What was it? A eleven run before, or something? I thought AD and LeBron. No, no PG for the Clippers. I thought it was gonna be Lakers by like twelve. Yeah. Just because it was opening night. Lakers and LeBron and AD were. Well, hyped. I know they were. Lakers were favored. Not not crazy heavy. Like two points, three points, something like that. But yeah. it was it was you know they were clear favorites. But um, yeah. interesting. See, I don't I don't know if the Clippers need to win that game. Like necessarily, obviously. I, I, don't, Lakers, I don't think they need to win that game either. What I'm saying is all the pressures on the Lakers. Right? Interesting. Good perspective. It is it's interesting I mean, to hear a Lakers guy saying that not you don't hear enough about the Clippers. Well, I just I just honestly thought you'd hear more, and I think it might be just the result of Lakers being as good as they are, and it's just overshadowing it like they have. Ever since the Clippers moved to LA. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, surprisingly enough, the Bucks and Lakers are the same record. The Bucks have won 16 games in a row. That's another thing that's gone completely under the radar. 16 in a row. No they one's were talking about were, that. When the Lakers won like 10, everybody's going nuts. Like, oh my God, what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, how far can they take this? And how the Bucks could legitimately get to the Heat's 27 games. They have 16 they, in a row. They could. They, they could. Yeah. I mean, what was it? We were talking to no. You weren't here yesterday. I was talking to Noam about it yesterday, and he was he was saying that they uh, they they have to they have to beat the Lakers. They have to beat a couple other good teams. I'm guessing uh, the Sixers, I believe it was, and they have to beat another team twice. That's so a, they have that's a the Lakers. Team. They have uh, they have the Spurs twice. Uh, Sixers. Somebody else. Mavs. Yeah, Mavs was one of them. Yeah. So up next, they have Memphis, Cleveland, Dallas, Lakers, New York, Indiana, Philly, Atlanta, Orlando, Chicago. If they handle Dallas, LA, and Philly, they could win. Exactly. 27, uh, 27 right? 28, 29, maybe 30. Yeah. And 33 is the is the high of the Lakers. 72 <laughs> Lakers, 33. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're only halfway there. No, That's just another the way month that they're, of games. They're, I mean, remember when the Heat were doing this? Yeah. And every single time they won... It was like top story. Yeah. Lakers win, or no, Heat win another one. Can they compete? And now like Giannis and his crew are just, just destroying. They, who'd they beat last night? And without, without Giannis, Giannis? I think it was New Orleans. Easy, right? I mean, not saying New Orleans is really much to <laughs> brag about, but just the fact they manhandled them and it, was, it wasn't it was a challenge. Man, I wouldn't be surprised what was the final score. It was 127-112. Uh, we blowout. were also talking about who's the deepest team. Does Milwaukee legit have the deepest deepest team between the three of them? Between Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks? Uh-huh. Why don't we discuss that next week? <laughs> Ooh. Save some for next nice week. tease. Deepest team. Nice tease. <laughs> uh, breaking news, not really. Uh, Landry Shamit posts photo with hourglass flipped upside down, signifying the return is coming soon, I'm guessing. I thought you said he was already back. No, he's out. He's been out. He's missed the last 16 games. But he posted a photo with an hourglass, so I'm guessing he's coming back either Friday or Saturday. But we'll I kind of hope he comes back for Christmas Day. Not like I—I I mean, I hope he comes back a few he'll be games back before. I think he'll be back a few games before. Of four, yeah, and then you guys are full strength. Lakers are full strength. That'll be fun. I That'd can't wait for amazing. that. Amazing. That'll be incredible. Uh, up next for the Lakers' upcoming schedule, they have—they're uh, on the midst, they are in the midst of a five-game road trip. They have the Miami Heat. 
Atlanta Hawks, Indiana Pacers, and Milwaukee Bucks remaining on that five-game trip. Uh, none of those are back-to-back, so they'll have adequate amounts of time to rest. Well, the Heat and the Bucks, that'll be interesting. I think the Heat's going to want some revenge. Oh, yeah. Didn't they embarrass him here? Well, they, had, they held him to 80 points, I think it was. Season low, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and Miami's undefeated at home, so something's got to give. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, Miami is, uh, what are they? 11 and 0 at home. That's yeah, pretty good. So, and Philly's 13 and 0 at home. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so so the Lakers will have a challenge coming up Friday. Uh, so yeah, Heat, Hawks, Pacers, Milwaukee, come back home for Denver, and then Christmas Day against the Clippers. That three three game stretch is going to be telling, man. Bucks, Nuggets, if, if Clippers. They, I don't think it's going to happen. But if they win all three of those games, you could easily say they're the best Champs. team in the league. Champs. You could. I mean, Give them the title now. <laughs> Give it to well, I mean, that's another thing I was going to say. I mean, this we're wrapping up here, but I was going to say this season has gotten to the point where I am already like, let's see some games that mean something, right? Ooh. Because I'm I just get bored. This like man, third quarter, the, the game is over. You should have heard this man a couple of weeks ago when, uh, or a couple of months ago before they got everyone and it was like, I've had so many terrible Lakers years. <laughs> Dude. So many. <laughs> And now he's like, let's just skip to April, May, and June. No, I'm I know. ready. I'm but ready it's for like, competitive basketball. Yeah. I want, some, I want to see some <laughs> battles, man. I want to see some... You want to see some battles of LA? Battles for LA? Good name Sorry. drop. Sorry. Good name drop. <laughs> um, up next for the Clippers. Uh, well, yeah, up next for the Clippers. They finished their five, six-game road trip out at Minnesota, at Chicago. And then they're home for Phoenix, Houston next week. Houston again. Wow. Uh, then they're at San Antonio, at Oklahoma City. Paul George's return to OKC Sunday, December twenty second, before the Christmas Day matchup on I wonder, Wednesday. Wonder if he gets booed? Does he get booed there? Because he asked for Paul his, George he asked gets out. booed. Yeah. Russell Westbrook does not. No. Yes, uh, that's how it'll go. Um, that's probably true. Yeah, that that pretty much wraps it up for us. Uh, as always, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow at Ryan Ward LA for Ryan. Ryan's a Twitter. On Facebook, it's Boomer. Don't piss him off, though. He gets Boomer he's, LA. He's very short-tempered. You ruin his joke. He's going to be like SMH. Dude, I'm punching in the face right now. Punch in the face right Through now. Twitter or right here? No, right here. Oh, right here. Yeah. Nice. I'm a face-to-face guy. Unlike <laughs> people on Twitter. Uh, follow him at Ryan Ward LA, uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y <clears throat> on Twitter and Instagram. That's Tomer's Army. Roundhouse your ass. Oh, my God. You hit your mic. Did I? Jesus Christ. Sound effects. <laughs> See, we're upgrading this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> as always, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever. Um, we're expanding. To, we're going to look into iHeartRadio soon. We should get on that soon. Um, as always, leave it. Leave a you know, leave a comment, suggestion, concern, questions. Um, you know, ask us things on Twitter and Instagram if you want. We're open to those. We love those. Ryan hates those, but he won't say that here. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, you know, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want. Um, let us know what you think about the podcast and um, follow Clutch Points at Clutch Points app on Twitter. That's A P P at the end. Clutch Points app on Twitter and at Clutch Points on Instagram. Um, and that's pretty much it. So the guys are having a field day. I guess the Ravens Something's and Jets game on. is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that wraps it up for us. Hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you. See ya.